Welcome to David's Africa. What's up, everyone? This is Off the Cuff, episode six. Um, and uh, this episode is going to be a bit different, but uh, I made some chocolate milk. <laughs> you get these, you can get like this chocolate syrup from like the store. You can either can like you can literally like mix it up with chocolate milk. It's good. Um, anyways, I thought I'd make this episode. Gonna be talking about a bunch of things here, random things, my development, how it really started. Uh, I mean, I already talked about much of this, but I'm gonna be going more into the beginning levels when I really started meditating and things like this. <clears throat> and that started probably around early to mid 2015 and it's kind of interesting but at the, that stage at that little level of awareness that I was at at the time either I was free of judgment which is highly doubtful or I was mostly focused on having peace and calmness and I wasn't like trying to seek it right it was more like I'd be reading books like Eckhart Tolle Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and uh, this book I was really into it one point in time called Everyday Meditation by an author Named to- Tobin Blake. Um, it's it's a pretty good book. If you want, if you don't know that much about meditation, you want to start it. That gives you like a ninety day ninety day uh, plan or hundred day plan to do it or something like that. Uh, he has another one called um, what was it? The Power of Stillness or something. I don't remember. But, um, one interesting thing that I've noticed, I don't know what, what happened, and I'm, don't get me wrong, there was some seeking, but it wasn't, like, to the degree that it was at a certain point. <sighs> so, when I first started developing, when I first started really getting involved in the spirituality and meditation and things like this, it wasn't really about the ideas themselves. It wasn't really about getting anywhere. 
it was mostly about finding what was already there. Um, which is possibly why I never had no problems with seeking that others, other spiritual people did, at least at first. Yeah, this might be one of the reasons why I was, I might be more developed in some ways. Part of it has to do with the level of awareness as well. Um, but so in the beginning stages, I was a bit, it was more about peace and comfort, and I wasn't necessarily like searching for it. It was more about like you can if you're if you're really good, what you'll notice is. When you're reading a certain text, you may notice like a, a vibration that comes from it, like a, an emotion that you can get by listening and reading this text. Like Power of Now, you can really, really feel this this emanation of peace that comes from the words and the understandings in the book. And in the, in the book, Everyday Meditation that I'm talking about, that was an emanation of joy and peace. And if so if you are interested in trying to do this, what you can do is you can read some some book, some spiritual book, and you can actually feel the emanation of some emotion from this book, whether that be peace, intelligence, awareness, like or joy, or whatever it might be. And so at the time, it was mostly about just noticing and feeling those no feelings. Um, and sure, I did have judgments and, and things like that. It's actually kind of interesting, because uh, the judgments... They were actually stronger in a sense, but in a sense they weren't actually as much of a problem because I didn't try and get rid of them or anything. I was just like, um, in that state of, well, not necessarily in the state of peace, but I was, um, I would just keep going back to these these books I can't tell you how many times I've read books like The Power of Now I've read that book probably eight or nine times and every time I read it I get new insights about things in the book and, and new observations about how the, a lot of the stuff is true um And this is this goes back to as well how insights happen. There, there was uh, a lot of people might think that insight happens because of a thought, like "Oh, you're thinking this," and that creates that might create an insight. But it's it's more like.
more as if the insight itself comes from nothingness. It doesn't come from anywhere at all. Like, for instance, there was a good episode from Actualized.org called Why Is There Something Rather Than Nothing? And he, and he goes into this idea that actually, in order there, for there to... And um, the, the way that this works is that there is no something. All this is that, that exists is what's called nothing. Um, but then many people would be like, but that's not right. That's not what, you know, there, there are something like the bed is something, what you're recording on is something, things like this. But what it actually is, is nothing. And he goes into detail about why this is. And while he was going into all this detail... It was even while he was doing this this exercise, showing us this, like, what way of almost seeing this. I had this insight. It wasn't even an insight in this case. It was more like an experiential change to where I could literally feel the unrealityness of reality itself and how... Reality itself is elusive, but even calling it elusive is, is too much because elusive is a concept, and that's not elusive enough. You could almost say that what ended up happening when I was when this experiential change happened was like when I focused on reality itself when when I focused on so-called physical reality it's almost like it 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 didn't exist it sort of like disappeared uh not that it wasn't there it was still there but it wasn't there in the same way like even now I can actually still feel this um, to such an extent to where like I can literally hear my fan right now but if I actually focus on the fan itself or the sound of the fan or the feeling of the fan There's nothing there. Um, it's really interesting how this happened. Um, and so, going back to my development again, 
gonna warn you this episode is gonna be very rambly because I'm gonna be going all over the place because this is off the cuff and I just pretty much talk about what the fuck I, I feel like talking about pretty much <clears throat> um so eventually Sixteen or so, I became a little bit more conscious. Not as conscious as I am now, but it was a little bit more consciousness. I guess because some workout I was doing or something, I don't know. But I became a little bit more conscious. Because it's really, it's really weird, right? Because in 2014, when I really had a, a, a minor sort of a level of awakening, awakening like, oh my god, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I wasn't fully there yet, um, but it was a start of it. Um, it was different. I was more conscious. But then in 2015, when I be, you know, be started meditating, doing these things. In a sense, I became less conscious or less aware. Or possibly more accurately, I became more aware of the inner, peaceful levels of the self or, or of something anyways. And then 2016 and a bit of 2015 possibly, but, um, but in 2016 it became more conscious and then I started to theorize and make these ideas up in my head but I wasn't fully aware yet it was like a beginning starting point um at this level it really feels like you're aware um, and it's really interesting. One of the points that I really find to be accurate from actualized.org, well, there's a bunch of points that I find to be accurate that he says, but one of them is about awareness itself, where he talks about if you... So basically he has this idea that... Think, think of it this way. Um, from level one to... 10 million, if you're on level 1, it feels like you're at 100. If you're at, like, level 2, it feels like you're at 200. But at level 3, it feels like you're at 10 million. And I've really noticed this happening as well because it's really interesting how like you can 
when you become a little bit more aware, it's like, oh my god, what is happening? I feel so alive. But what you don't, until you, you, you have this happen, and what ends up becoming, you know, you, you think that you're really aware, like you're awake. But that's only like the, the beginning levels of awakening. Um... And that's one of the understandings I've had to understand and come to, kind of almost come to grips with. So, in 2017 was when things started to almost like regress in a sense. Uh, because at that level, I started noticing judgments more. I became that's when that's about within time when I became pretty radicalized. But at this level in 2017, I was creating reality. I wasn't. I was cr- creating my own belief systems rather than like having the typical idea of belief systems that people do, like with religions and politics. Um, so in 2017 I was, I was radicalized in some ways at least it started then um, and so it wasn't until mid to late 2018 even parts of 2019 where I started realizing that this wasn't working, it was this wasn't helping things at all. Um, so, in 2017, besides the radicalization, it was about creating beliefs rather than like having the old belief systems. And in a sense, that can be useful, but it's also, uh. It's also a trap because when you're, if you have a belief system, what ends up happening is when things go against the belief system that you've created, you're probably going to be reacting against this thing. That's kind of what it started as. And I actually think it was really important to to have this experience of radicalization because if I didn't because if I didn't um, I wouldn't understand why certain people act the way they do today and so you can almost say that there was a purpose behind um this radicalization that I that I had. I don't know if I'd necessarily use those words, but it could be the words I could use to describe that. So, 2018, I was also doing the same thing, creating beliefs, but um, it wasn't as strong as it was in 2000. 
17, but it was still happening. So, 2019 was kind of like the breakthrough year. Although this one was more of the breakthrough year as well, but 2019 was the, the awakening from radicalization. It started a little bit in 2018, but then it fully maturated, it fully, fully um, maturated or became mature in 19. Uh, 2019 and in this year I started to understand that it wasn't about creating beliefs it was about undoing beliefs and undoing these things and finding true insight and true understanding without beliefs without you know your ideas of what things are and sometimes that means no Many times that means getting rid of judgments. I wasn't quite at that last level yet of completely just getting rid of all judgments or most of them. But I was a starting process. And this year it's been about, you know, letting go, deconstructing even more and having more insights. Last year it was more about that, but it was more about self-developing uh, using these insights to self-develop. Now it's more like using, just having these insights to um, have a fuller grasp of reality that keep so that you don't become trapped by judgments again. Um, so there is. Drink some more milk. reasons why I might have been able to develop um, and get more insights and and wisdom in some ways and most well I don't know if I'd say most but possibly other people is because I eventually had this knowing in 2017 that I was able to, not only was I able to get these insights and understandings, but that I myself was, you know, I don't know exactly how to put into words, but one of the, one of the ways to improve your, um, level of awareness and discernment and it's not a perfect solution but it's a starting point is 
to somehow find this knowing that you yourself have all these insights. And I'm not talking about the you, the ego you. I'm talking about the greater non-local you. Uh, and this non-local you is not something you can find in space, in time. It's something that happens when you... Um, basically get out of your own way. See, most of the reasons why most people can't get insights and wisdom is because their mind is in the way. They're like, oh, I have to control everything. I have to do this when I'm, when I'm talking. Otherwise, it's not going to make any sense. I can't just let the universe talk through me. I have to control these things. But that keeps you from getting these insights, these understandings in, in some in many ways. Although at the time I didn't see it this way. It was more like I could it was like a generalized idea like I I not only could I find these insights and this this wisdom, but that I was this wisdom. Or at the very least, could find this wisdom within myself, um, and that might have helped to some extent. Um, in some ways, it may actually be a trap as well, especially if you come to that conclusion with your mind rather than through experience. Like, oh. You know what? Maybe I'm. Maybe I can actually find these insights. I found this insight. I found this insight here, there. You know, this type of thing. Um. And most people, most egos, try and do it through their mind, through concept, because that's the only thing the ego understands. It doesn't understand insight. It doesn't understand why, how these things come about, why these things happen. And more importantly, in a sense, it doesn't want to understand, in a sense, because it involves surrendering control of what insights you're going to be getting. I'm going to want to make, I'm going to want to make, I want to make an episode eventually about how to try and get some insights and understandings. But the problem is you can't really use a technique to do it. You can't really use a concept to do it, an idea to do it, your mind to do it. You can't really control it. What we can do, what you can do is uh, use willpower, in a sense, to do it. Now, by saying, "Oh, I had to get an insight, so I'm going to sit there and struggle," but like writing, for instance, for an instance. Um, if you're writing some some things down, like if you free write, if if you do this for a long time, for like five ten minutes, you're going to be writing things down that your mind didn't necessarily create. The universe itself created these things, but then the mind uh, notices the things that it created and invented, and says, "Oh, I created these things." And then 
it gets all egotistical and it says oh it's all me and then maybe it uses his inventions to get rich or whatever and there's nothing wrong with using these inventions to get rich but when you start thinking these, these insights come from you as a person as an ego as a mind even although the mind itself in a sense is the insight um, but the mind is not the ego but that's not the subject um, but when you think that you are the one getting the insights the ego, the mind if you're the one that finds these insights rather than the insights coming through you and you are not the originator uh, of these insights that's the way to think of it then you're going to be like egotistical like oh look at me I am brilliant more, more intelligent than everybody else um <clears throat> And that doesn't really help you at all. It actually limits you because from that point of view, from that standpoint, you may actually lose the ability to gain more insights, especially in that area. It's not going to hamper it 100%, but when it comes to yourself, the insights may not be coming. See, the reason why insights don't happen is because of judgments. Like, oh, this is dumb, this is dumb. So if you have a judgment about spirituality, like, oh, spirituality means this. Even if, if, if it's a positive judgment, it's keeping you from getting those insights. You may still get the insights, but they're going to be coming from this this filter, like the filter that you've set up about what spirituality is. <clears throat> so it's not really about getting rid of judgments. It's more like about letting go of the judgment at least for the moment for at least for the couple of minutes or hours that it takes to find and get these insights and then you reframe that judgment like oh maybe I was wrong about spirituality maybe this is what it means So, your judgments themselves are kind of like keeping you from insight. And there's this channel that I really do like. Um, but one of the things that she says, and she's kind of right in a sense, because it's kind of true, but I'm going to go into why this is in a sense is she says that when you get an insight what's happening is you're breaking through a wall or some, something along those lines um, 
<clears throat> what in a sentence was actually happening? I mean, you could say that for sure, don't get me wrong, but it's also, it's more so about letting go of the wall, um, letting go of control. Uh, one of the interesting things that I've noticed about spiritual spirituality people, spiritual people, including myself, by the way, is Is this need to be a certain kind of person, like a good person, um, or this need to find enlightenment? And so you have these ideas about what enlightenment actually is, even though, even though teachers don't necessarily use the words and the understandings that you're using to understand enlightenment itself. And so what this ends up what what this could end up doing is actually keeping 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 you from enlightenment itself. Because you are because of the, the ideas about what enlightenment that you have. That's an example. <clears throat> And I'm not saying to that it's bad to have judgments and things like this. I'm just warning you about how your judgments can get in the way of insights. And even if you do have these insights, the judgments that you have might be... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Corrupting, in a sense, the, the insight. Not that the insight was wrong... Because of the filter that is coming through, the filter being your mind, it come it might have come through partially or flawed or inaccurately in a, in a flawed or inaccurate way, and so the insight wasn't you know fully formed or was mistaken or something like this. another 40 minutes because it's probably been about 40-50 minutes yeah, about 40 minutes I'm going to end it here and, uh, and uh, I'll talk to you on the next one on the next one if you have any questions 
Uh, if you have any questions about this episode or comments, leave me a voice message if you're a member of Anchor. Um, I've been having problems with third-party apps because of Beta 8. Can't wait for the official release to come out. I don't know when that's going to be, but we'll see. But uh, if you have questions or comments about this episode or any other episodes that I did, you can, like I said, leave me a voice message if you're a member of Anchor. And you can, you can find me on Twitter at Beyond Minds with a Z. This is David Speaks, and I'll talk to you on the next one.